The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. If you could learn more about spirituality and how it can work in your favor, would you be intrigued? Of course you would. It's time to get real. This is Get Real Radio with your host, James Robinson. In our show, we'll interview fascinating guests with the intent of bringing you closer to who you really want to be. Get ready for some of the most profound radio on any airwaves today. Now, here is James Robinson. Hello, everybody, and this is Get Real Radio with your host, James Robinson, and we have a tremendous guest today, Debbie Ann DeRose, who is a master manifester or womanifester or any fester that you want, <laughs> and she is also a delightful person. She has a wonderful sense of humor, and she brings it to her work, and so welcome to the show, Debbie Ann. Thanks, James. It's my pleasure to be here with you. I've had uh, wonderful conversations with Debbie Ann, and, and one thing I, I try to do on the show is to introduce my audience to people who have real talent and uh, have an interesting story so that they can see what's out there to improve their lives, to improve improve their relationships or whatever they want to do. And so, Debbie Ann, I'm, I'm just going to let you take it and run with it as far as uh, what you do and how you started doing it. Okay, thanks. Well, I'm a writer primarily, but I mentor people personally and give workshops too. And my, my shtick involves pitching the woo, <laughs> and uh, you might say, what is the woo, or what is woo-woo? And it's, it's kind of an affectionate term for all that is beyond the five senses, you know, anything that's metaphysical, spiritual, paranormal, that we can't, we can't quite figure out, you know, with our logical mind. And I, I walk the line, you know, I, I add some skepticism in I, with the humor so that everybody can relate to it. So it's not so airy fairy, <laughs> but I've been doing I've been woo woo for a long time in a certain way, you know, because my mother's a kind of closeted mystic. She would never admit that, but you know, sometimes you look back on your life and you realize how everything fits together, even though at the time it doesn't make any sense. You know, and my first career I was an engineer, and I still have a kind of engineering mind, so that. That comes in handy with this woo-woo stuff because sometimes you have to sort out the wheat from the chaff, you know. You have to have a little bit of a critical thinking mind sometimes to kind of make sure what you're looking at is helpful to you, you know. So, but humor is, is paramount through everything. I think we, we take this spirituality stuff too seriously sometimes. We get bogged down in the drama of our lives, right? So a little humor goes a long way to raise our vibrations. Well, no argument with that. So, how did you become 
uh, introduced to spiritual concepts and mysticism? I think subtly through my mom it began. You know, she has a, she has the tarot card somewhere in the astrology books. And um, it, back in the 80s when I was a teenager, I had an extraordinary friend who was ahead of her time, and she, she handed me all sorts of books about how we create our reality with our thoughts. And being young and impressionable, I said, oh, okay. And I just absorbed it and ran with it. You know, my first vision board yielded a husband in about a month. <laughs> and even though you say, well, you know, we did get divorced later on. We were young, you know. To each era, its own manifestation, I say. <laughs> so it's okay to change. But the fact is that this stuff really works. The mind is really powerful. And sometimes we get distracted by, you know, our belief systems. We believe that they're real. And we start thinking, well, maybe the mind's not that powerful. Maybe it's just the way life is. And my primary teaching is to say, no, you don't have to accept anything limiting. Limitations are optional. It's just a matter of figuring out how to navigate that and release those limitations. They're not natural. You don't have to put up with anything you don't like. You can have it all. You can be happy. Well, you know, they used to call people who did this kind of work witches. (laughs) But, you know, I I think that they... The shoe fits. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, or warlocks or wizards or whatever, and I'm I'm a card-carrying wizard. But one of the things that I always love is Isaac Asimov's definition of the word magic, and that is it's just technology that we haven't developed yet or discovered yet. And so it's the I totally agree with you that our mind is a powerful powerful aspect to our lives. The question is is there's so many different theories on how we activate the mind or we use the mind to get what we want. And so what is your best idea about that? Yeah, there's a lot of conflicting information out there, and that's why it's so confusing, because sometimes people mean well, but they're actually disempowering you. (laughs) So I I advocate using emotional guidance a lot in my work, which means paying attention to the way you feel, like tuning into how you feel, which for some people is a radical thing. They're not used to doing that. They're not used to honoring their emotions. But emotions are a cue to your inner guidance. So in other words, things that feel good um, are true to you. So you can can sort out the wheat from the chaff more easily that way if you pay attention. Some people call it their gut feeling, you know, or their intuition, or um, they just have a feeling about something. And that's the most powerful thing you can do is cultivate your own inner guidance, and then you have the ability to sort through it all. You don't have to... Um, look to somebody else to tell you what's up, to say, this works, this doesn't work. You know, you'll know if it works for you or not. You know, you give yourself sovereignty. That's, that's powerful. So do, would you agree or disagree with the um, idea of no pain, no gain? Uh, I disagree with that. I don't think we need pain. <laughs> I think that's, that's one of the misinformation. I mean, yeah, we do experience pain sometimes, but... And you, you need to accept whatever's going on first so that you can then change it. Um, you don't want to deny or resist anything. You want to just, okay, I'm in pain. 
how can I get out of pain, you know? But don't accept it for long, is what I'm saying. It's not uh-huh. inevitable. It's not, it's not punishment. Like, universe, you know, or your higher self or God or whatever, it doesn't know about judgment. There is no such thing as punishment. That's a human idea. So, all right, well, you've mentioned that there's things that work and don't work or there are ways that people limit themselves. And, uh, in your practice and experience, are there any common things that everybody does or a lot of people do to uh, interfere with having the life that they want? Oh, sure. Um, in terms of, you know, conscious manifesting, you know, if you say, I want to manifest a partner or... Um, a dream job or something. A lot of times people, they treat the law of attraction like a project. And while they're doing their project, okay, it's project time, you know, time to build a vision board. Um, They're all into it and they they stay focused on what they want. But then they put it aside and go about their life and don't pay attention to their ongoing vibration because the law of attraction is on 24-7. You can't shut it off. So... (laughs) It's not like um, the universe is saying, well, you know, he's, um, he's on a different topic now. We'll just ignore that negativity that he's putting out. It's, it's an overall vibration. So the more you can do to be happy more often, that's, that's powerful manifesting right there because you become a vibrational match to the goods. And so it's sort of, um, yeah, what I see mostly is people... People relegate it to to projects. It's sort of like, um, did you ever go to church and everybody's all, peace be with you, brother, and then they come out the parking lot and they're cutting each other off and giving each other the finger? (laughs) It's sort of like, it doesn't work. (laughs) Well, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of like in my churches, they go there for an hour to be seen and then they go back to their ordinary lives. Uh So, uh, yes, I've seen that quite a bit. So you do this for a living, correct? Yes. How did you get into that? Well, it just sort of unfolded organically. Um, I think when I look back, I've been doing it for a long time. Like I was sitting around the living room with girlfriends, um, teaching them about manifesting way before I ever wrote anything (laughs) as a book or anything. So it was was in my blood. But um, my first book came out. It's called what I did on my midlife crisis vacation. And that's, it's a collection of stories or vignettes about exploring the woo-woo. And so I, I did have a real midlife crisis. It sort of launched me into that, you know, kind of classic in a way where you feel discontented and um, restless. But in my case, it was a victimless crime because I, I had no dependents. I wasn't married. So I just launched myself, sold my house, and started studying intensively all this stuff. Sort of like I ran away to join the circus, but it was the Abraham Hicks circus in this case. And, uh, you know, studying law of attraction intensively and taking a lot of courses and workshops and, um, you know, realizing a lot of energy healing, a lot of healing modalities I studied. And I started writing about it, and people loved it. You know, they found it really funny, and they loved living vicariously because a lot of people have a midlife crisis, but they're, they're kind of stuck because they do have those dependence and responsibilities that I didn't have. So they can read my adventures and live vicariously. And um, after that, I, I learned how to get happy, how to manage my vibration. 
And that led to meeting the man of my dreams. So that relationship spurred the second book, which is How I Met the Man of My Dreams, A Guide to Manifesting Yours, which incidentally is not just for the ladies. I have men who read it too, and I help men with their relationships as well. Well, you use a word that I think a lot of people use, and there's a lot of confusion about, and that's the word vibrations. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I, I always thought that vibration is what happened when you stood on one of those machines that vibrated very rapidly so that to <laughs> help your feet feel better. And so, and I'm assuming you're not referring to that. What exactly are vibrations and what do you do with them? Why are they important? Yeah, well, they're, they're all of that and more. It, I use the term vibrations to describe kind of the signals that you are emanating because we are senders and receivers of signals. We're like human cell phones, uh, whether we realize it or not. And the way we send off the signals is through our emotions and our thoughts and our mind pictures and those signals they're invisible but they're very real just like our cell phone signals we don't see the transmission happening but we we reap the benefit of it we know it happens right so basically what you're giving off um, from your mind and it may be very different from what you're saying verbally and the universe doesn't um, is not faked out by that like we were talking about earlier you can't fake it out <laughs> you can't pretend <laughs> Um, so being in vibrational alignment with what you want is a matter of looking at what are you thinking about primarily? What are your dominant thoughts? What are your dominant pictures? What are your expectations? So if you are looking for, you know, to meet your man or your woman, <laughs> you want to be in a relationship, um, you, the fastest way to manifest that is to send out signals as if it's already happened. So, you know, just take a, take a sampling of your thoughts for it. Just tap in and say, what am I thinking of? If you're thinking, oh, it sucks being single, okay, the person who's already hooked up is not thinking that. That's not a match. That's not a vibrational match to the state you want to be in. So, or being sad, it's not a match either because presumably you would... If you already have the relationship, you would be happy. You, you assume that, right? That the thing you want is going to bring you happiness. So if you can consciously, deliberately send out signals that match the state of already having what you want, that's the short, shortcut to manifesting. That's the fast track. Does this make sense? Yes. I was, I was sitting here wondering while, while I was listening to you that... What, you know, for example, people have automatic responses to, mm-hmm. you know, basically automatic questions where two people who see each other in the morning and the first thing one of them is going to ask is, how are you feeling? Or how are you doing? Or how was your weekend? And uh, usually the automatic response is, oh, I'm, you know, I'm doing fine, doing great, whatever. And, it's, and you might be clinically depressed. Mm-hmm. And... People, we have a natural, I think a lot of people have a natural um, resistance to telling people how you really feel. And 
I don't know if that fits into what you're talking about or not, but yeah. it's, um, you know, because nobody wants to be perceived as being weak and nobody wants to be perceived as being a whiner, but it's like, you know, I, I see a lot of people who basically don't want people to know how they're really feeling. Mm-hmm. And and so that kind of cuts off whatever it is they're trying to accomplish because basically they're telling a lie, you know, and it's yeah. so um, if somebody had a bad weekend, why, what is it that you see that people are reluctant to being honest? Well, it's cultural conditioning, like you said. It, it's It's culturally acceptable to just gloss over things and, Negativity in in that way isn't always acceptable, you know. So, it this work is about getting real with yourself. Now, whether or not you divulge your true feelings to anyone else doesn't matter. It's about looking within and saying honestly, if I'm not feeling well, I'm going to make it my mission to feel better. Because you don't have to accept that state; it doesn't have to continue indefinitely. But it, it starts with a sort of havingness, if you will, for feeling better, like giving yourself permission to be happy, to, to strive for a goal of being happy. And that can be a radical thing for some people. Like, wow, I could actually be happy, you know? Yeah. And, I, you know, there are a lot of tools for working through that and stepping up your vibration. I'm not saying it's a, it's a cakewalk, but if you have that as your goal, that's the starting point. Okay, well, we've got just a couple of seconds here. We, we do have sponsors, and we uh, try to let them have a few words before uh, getting edgewise. But, so we'll be coming back in just a second with more of Get Real Radio, and I'm your host, James Robinson, with our guest, Debbie Ann DeRose, a master manifester. So we'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Ready to chat about your favorite soap operas? The daytime discussion is here with Dan J. Kroll and Soap Central Live. For the past 15 years, Dan has been dishing and discussing on SoapCentral.com. And now he's taking the talk to the airwaves of the Voice America Variety Channel. He'll go behind the scenes with the biggest stars of daytime, along with guest commentary from the Soap Central columnists. And we'll take your questions and comments during our live show. Soap Central Live, every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Monday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
if there was a radio show that could demonstrate how we can cut your taxes in half without diminishing needed government services? One that could explain how to create tens of millions of jobs at no cost to taxpayers, as well as fantastic yet easily affordable health care. Side effects include cutting crime rates nationwide, providing better education for our children, international peace and harmony, and protecting your private, personal data from government intrusion. Tune in to Libertarians Working for You with Carla Howell, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. We'd love to hear from you. Please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. That's mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. This is Get Real Radio, and I'm your host, James Robinson, with a very, very uh, wonderful guest, Debbie Ann DeRose, who helps people turn their life around and, and get what they want and manifest the life of their dreams. Though, you know, we were talking during the break, and we were talking about the conditioning that people get growing up or they get in their adult years that really limit their happiness, limits their uh, life, and and they don't know any better. So when somebody comes in and you see that they have very limiting beliefs, Debbie Ann, what do you do for them or what do you tell them to do that can help change all that? Well, first of all, we lay out the big picture because you have to have a perspective on what's going on here. And the truth is that we come into the earth plane and we accept all manner of limiting beliefs. It's part of the game. We, we do it as children as a survival tactic, but we're, we're wide open as sponges when we're little and we take on the beliefs of our parents and the authority figures. And then we spend some time struggling with those beliefs. So having that understanding that you're not alone, everybody's doing it, Everybody's taking on limitations, and the fact that you've come to some source of help means that you're, you're ready to transcend that and that you're strong, you're a strong spirit. So keeping that in mind, um, the beliefs that we take on are usually illogical and they're false. For instance, a lot of people have a core belief, core belief meaning about the self, the I am statement. You know, I am not worthy, I'm not good enough, I'm not lovable, those kind of beliefs. And they stem from misunderstandings in childhood. But here's the thing. We consciously take the beliefs on. They're not just handed to us. They're not just, we're not, we're not a victim of anything. Even though it doesn't make sense, right? It doesn't make sense to believe that you're not good enough. Um, but as a child you may have misinterpreted something and you consciously chose to believe that about yourself or to be aligned with your parents. You took their beliefs on. So that little kernel is important because it brings the power back to you. 
and it's not a cause for blame. Don't allow any, <laughs> don't allow any self-blame in my work. It's, um, it's all about self-love and compassion. Because, again, this is a tough game we're playing in Earth. This is not for sissies. This is, <laughs> this is an advanced game, okay? You came here because you're a tough spirit. You're a spiritual badass, as my next book is called. <laughs> and <laughs> so, so, you know, keeping that in mind, like, okay, you know, I, I'm playing a tough game, but I'm up for the challenge. You know, having a sporting attitude really helps. And getting away from the victimhood and just being more curious about it. Okay, what is, what's the deal here? What are the beliefs I took on? And when you realize why you took them on, and it's not so hard to do that. There are techniques um, that we use for that. Once you see why and how you took it on, it's really easy to release them. If you, if you can identify why the belief serves you, and I guarantee it always does, once you see how it serves you, then you're free to liberate it. But as long as you see it as having power over you, then you're kind of stuck with it, you know. But people are way more powerful than they realize, and that's why I'm here to remind them. And always, always going with self-love, all every step of the way. That's really important. Um, I recommend using the EFT method for a lot of people. That's the emotional freedom technique, the tapping. Um, Some of you may have seen that already because it's really effective. And it focuses on love and acceptance of the self, which is a a countering um, statement to a lot of these beliefs that are false that we took on that say, you know, I shouldn't love myself. I'm not good enough. And the, the truth is that you're a perfect, infinite spiritual being. There's nothing wrong with you whatsoever. These are just um, false beliefs. I, I think of it this way. It's like you're, you're like a diamond, and there's been mud <laughs> slung on you. You have these layers of mud caked over you. And when you do this work to release limiting beliefs, it's like hosing off the mud, and then you can shine, and then you're free to shine. And you'll know it's working. You shouldn't stick with something so so long that's not giving you results. So there's no need for that when we have tools like EFT that provide excellent results. And so with this EFT, you would do what? You would... Well, you, it, it involves a setup statement, which you're, you're actually tapping on the body, on physical points, meridian, um, ac- acupuncture, energy meridians in the body. And... At the same time, you're stating, you're, this is the cool part, you're keeping it real with yourself because you're bringing up the real feelings and the real thoughts about what's going on. You're not sugarcoating it. You're not putting on smiley faces. <laughs> you're, you're addressing it exactly as you feel it. You know, so you might be like, even though I'm really you know, doubtful that this is happening in my life, you know, whatever it is, and you work with specific beliefs and you work at it, with the tapping, you get used to doing the tapping. I'm going to create mm-hmm. some uh, informational videos about that. There's a lot of them out there already from other teachers. Um, but that's one tool. Another tool is to um, deduce why you took on the belief. So from the behavior, if somebody has a, a chronic pattern, um, let's say in relationships, if they're attracting a certain type of person over and over again, and it's not a person that they really want in their life, <laughs> it's an unfavorable, yeah. um, you can work backwards with that. You know, if there's a pattern, 
there's a belief that's generating that. So you can figure out, okay, what would I need to believe is true in order for this behavior to keep repeating itself? So I work with them on that and figure out what's causing it. And usually when they see it, they go, ah, there's the aha moment. And they see it and they release it and everything changes. It's not that, you know, some people will tell you beliefs are buried in the subconscious mind and it sounds like this big, deep, dark, scary basement that you don't have access to, you know, that has control over you. And I don't subscribe to that because it's very disempowering. And really, there are no divisions of the mind, although we might use a construct like that, you know, say, well, there's the conscious mind and there's the higher mind, but really, it's a seamless integration. We are consciousness, so, and we are powerful. So beliefs are not buried subconsciously. It's just that they may be beliefs that you're not currently conscious of. So you're unconscious of them, but you can shine the light on them, become aware of them, and then release them. You have the power to do this. And everything in your life is based on beliefs. That's a, that's a potent realization. Anything that's uh, limiting in any way is based on beliefs because mm-hmm. what the default is that life is meaningless <laughs> in a good way. Life, life is meaningless, and we assign meaning to everything in it. Well, let me ask you something, because I was watching one of your YouTube videos, and I uh, heard you talking about the difference between your, your basically your analytical mind and then the more universal, higher mind. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't want to paraphrase or summarize it. I'd, I'd rather let you explain that, because I, I found that just so spot on. Uh, and it explained a lot of questions I had about why, and, and here's why, because I'm, I'm a very analytical person, and I struggle a lot because I try to understand and try to control everything in my life, and it just doesn't seem to work very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you could tell the listeners that part of it, because about yeah. the, what the things that we're, the part of the, you know, the we have a brain to do some things, but we are not able to do other. We're not designed to do the stuff that uh, makes us miserable. Yes, very good. <laughs> in my um, book, I describe it in a construct in this way: there's the physical mind, which is you know the logical reasoning mind, the, the part of your consciousness that's focused in physical reality, and then there's your higher mind, and that's the bigger part of you that is beyond the five senses the part that can hook up all the magic that has access to, excuse me, everything. uh, Everything, can see everything. The physical mind is very limited. And this is what's plaguing most of humanity because that physical mind has taken over. It's trying to do the job of higher mind. It's forgotten that it has a higher mind. (laughs) And it's not capable of doing that job at all. It's very um, handicapped in that job. And... You know, the higher mind, it's not that it's higher and lower. It's not that your physical mind or conscious mind is inferior. Um, it's more like a team. If think, consider it this way. It's like the pilot and air traffic control. You know, your, your conscious mind, your physical mind is the pilot flying the airplane. But it needs air traffic control. That's the higher mind. It sees more than the pilot can see. It gives it directions, right? It says, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, fly low, fly high, you know. 
um, circle around, right. you know, and stuff that the pilot can't see. So they're both important, but they have different roles. So if you, if you understand this, and then you can be aware of the times when your conscious mind is overstepping its boundaries, that's when it makes you miserable because it can't figure things out. When you're manifesting consciously, you want to manifest something, as a conscious mind, your only job is to figure out what you want and why you want it. That's it. Um, the details of how it comes to you, that's your higher mind's job. And most people get involved in that with their, with their conscious mind, and it's not helpful at all. It limits, it's like tying the hands of the universe, and it keeps the, the goodies away, actually, because you're meddling. Did you ever see the, have like a plumber who has a sign, you know, has a certain rate per hour, and then there's a higher rate if the customer helps? It's kind of like that. (laughs) Okay, so if uh, help integrate that into what we were talking about manifesting, if if someone wanted to uh, create a a better job or Mm -hmm. God forbid a relationship, (laughs) the. you know, you, from what you're saying, your physical mind would do part of it, and then you have to basically just allow it to happen is what I understand you're saying. Yeah, and uh, you, have, you have to um, be on alert because your physical mind is going to try to meddle in the how details, and you catch it, and you go, wait, oh, that's not my job, you know, and you pivot, and you redirect your attention to the what again, and that's why people make vision boards and lists because that's, Focus you, fo- focusing you on what you want. And that's your only job is to imagine, even in pieces. I mean, that's an effective way to take all the pieces. Like if you're looking for your dream job, I did this once many years ago, just take every aspect of things you like in a job and put them together. And don't worry about how it can possibly be put together. Let the universe surprise you. That's what happened to me. I just put all the, um, the different things that I like to do at work and put it on a, a vision board, a collage. And about a month later, I found a job that I'd never heard of before. I never could have conceived of. See, the physical mind can't conceive of these things. Mm-hmm. And the same goes for your person. If you want a relationship, um, don't get involved in the how. Like, how am I going to meet him? Oh, maybe I should join this gym. Maybe I should join this club. That's meddling in the how. And that's not helpful. What's helpful is just following your bliss and being happy and doing things that make you happy and allowing the hows of your manifestation to be presented to you. That's what works best. Let the higher mind do its job. It does a much better job than your physical mind could ever do of figuring out how to bring you the goods. Well, how do we square that with the common belief or at least the cultural belief that you know, if we are not getting what we want or if something goes wrong with our lives, then, you know, we're um, somehow we're victims. You know, somehow life happens to us. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, how would you, and, and I'm kind of segueing this into a little bit of what we were talking about over the break in that there, I'm sure you deal with people in your work that have been emotionally traumatized by somebody. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so how would you bring them back from the brink? 
Well, they have to bring themselves in a way. You know, they have to know at the core of them uh, of their essence that they're not a victim. I mean, if somebody's really insistent on being a victim, I cannot help them because my work is based on empowerment. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, there is a way to navigate this. You could say, well, even if I don't understand right now how this can be, I'm willing to move forward. There's a power in embracing paradox. So sometimes the the logical mind, the physical mind wants to figure it all out. And so yeah. you have to you have to be able to relax and accept the fact that you can't figure it out and at least treat it as an experiment to move forward even if you can't believe in it, the idea that you are creating all your reality. Because sometimes there are things that we can't see till later from as a physical being. Hindsight is twenty twenty. We see that there was a there was a purpose in it. There was a, a silver lining. But we're in the middle of the trauma. We can't see it. We're surrounded by negative emotion. So in that case, it's just the priority is just to feel better in some way, whatever it takes to feel better and get to a place that's more stable. Well, I'll be, I'm sure that that humor has something to do with that. <laughs> and um, we'll be Definitely talking about that. Once again, time flies, and we're going to have to take another break. Our sponsors are clamoring at the door to uh, tell people about what they want. And so this is Get Real Radio with your host, James Robinson, and our special guest, Debbie Ann Rose. And so we will be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Do the adventures of Indiana Jones leave you curious about this exotic and unusual profession? If so, don't miss Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology with Dr. Joseph Schuldenrein. You'll learn about forensics, ancient civilizations, and human origins. Listen to Dr. Schuldenrein and colleagues discuss their excavations and related archaeological topics, ranging from the unique to the sublime, and yes, even the mundane. Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology, live Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Variety. Tune in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's practical, positive solutions for a happy, empowered, and successful life. Tired of lackluster results with your marketing? Craving more leads in your business? Tune in to the Mojo Marketing Edge with the team behind Mojo Global Marketing, Ira Rosen and Corey Michael Sanchez. Winners of the Marketer of the Year, they will show you how to generate daily leads, build databases of raving fans, and close deals faster than ever before. See what's hot right now and how you can tap into it to generate an endless supply of customers and clients. The Mojo Marketing Edge can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. 
VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. We'd love to hear from you. Please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. That's mr.jamesmedia at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. This is Get Real Radio, and I'm your host, James Robinson, and our guest is Debbie Ann DeRose, a master manifester. And Debbie Ann works with people to help them overcome their limiting beliefs and their uh, counterproductive behaviors. And one thing we were talking about over the break was that I was explained. I was trying to get a little bit of free counseling and saying that I had just gotten out of a cult, a uh, spiritual cult. And she said that uh, she had some uh, wars of wisdom. So, uh, you know, when people come out of cults, they're usually pretty raw. They they feel like, in some ways, they've been betrayed. And life is not fair. So what would you do with somebody that came to you with that problem? (laughs) Well, go bigger in your perspective. You know, what would um, your higher self or, you know, God or source energy think of it? It would just say, oh, that was an interesting experience. (laughs) It, It doesn't judge it, right? There's no good or bad from that angle. So, and... As far as like avoiding these kinds of um, situations, I mean, assuming your your soul had a purpose in having that experience, you don't know what it is, but you're curious to find out. See if you replace the um, the victimhood with just curiosity. You know, if you insist that there is a method to the madness and that it will be revealed to you, then it's more likely that it will. You know, just be curious. I wonder why this is. <laughs> I'm curious what the answer is going to be and allow it to come. But, you know, something I've realized is that amusement is so powerful. Did you ever try to control somebody who's amused? You can't do it. It's impossible. It's the ultimate sovereignty. And I wrote an article, uh, one of the chapters in my, in my book, what I did on my midlife crisis vacation. I went to the Vipassana meditation retreat, which is very cult-like. <laughs> And uh, ruffled some feathers with that. But here's the thing. When, when people are, are very serious in their demeanor, in their vibration, that's a red flag. I look for humor in my teachers because they're empowered. They're not trying to control anybody. Where there's humor and lightness and amusement, there is not control. That's sort of a surefire way. If you If you find a teacher who is, who is often laughing, you know, like the laughing Buddha, uh, that's a really good sign. I guarantee you the, the people in the cult, they were pretty serious, right? Pretty, oh. <laughs> pretty sober. So, you know, serious is a heart attack. Yeah, serious so, <laughs> like... is a heart attack. So that, there's your red flag. You know, the, the best teachers are amused because amusement is a very high vibration. And so that, that's a guiding principle right there. You know, because after all, why do, you, why do you go into these things? What are you seeking? What is the purpose of spiritual 
enlightenment. You want to be happy, right? You want to be, you think it'll make you happy ultimately, and that you'll feel, um, you know, enlightened. So it's the people that are purporting to peddle the information that will bring you to enlightenment are not enlightened. They're not enlightened up. That is a clue. <laughs> run away, run away. Yeah. Don't, you know? So it's just a warning to those who would be sucked into such things. And if, if you have a good sense of humor about it, you might want to read my writings because they're, they're pretty fun. I won't spoil the ending of how I escaped the cult, but <laughs> it was a fun story. And there's a lot of them on my blog as well. If you want to go over to debbieann.com, that's D-E-B-B-I-A-N-N-E, by the way. Okay, and you mentioned one book, the uh, What I Did in My Midlife Crisis Vacation. Well, do you have any other books? Yeah, I have a new book coming out this year, and it's called You Are a Spiritual Badass, a Refresher Course for Kicking Butt in the Earth Game. And that's going to be released later this year, so if you're interested, I encourage everybody to go over my website and join the mailing list, and you'll be informed. You also get a free book when you join, which is a really fun book called Manifesting for Simpletons. It's kind of in the spirit of, you know, the Dummies series. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of humor in that. So um, bring your sense of humor to my writing, or you might be offended. <laughs> well, do you, what do you do to lighten up? Well, yeah, that's a good question, because I'm not immune to it. Sometimes I get sucked down in the drama like everybody else. I'm human. But I usually remember there's this little voice in my head, oh, right, I'm playing a game here. I'm much bigger than this. And that usually snaps me out of it. I may still linger a little bit in some negative emotion, but cause sometimes it's helpful to process it out. But just becoming an observer of yourself, an observer of your own thoughts, is so powerful. And once you get in the habit of it, it's with you. You don't, you don't really go back. You can't really be a victim once you've um, stepped into the role of managing your life, managing your vibration. You can say, well, at the moment, I don't feel good. Um, I'm feeling all this negative stuff, and, and I'm going to transcend it. So there's the paradox again. You know, accept where you are right now and know that you can change it and have better experiences. Cool. So what is the fastest way somebody can break out of their limiting uh, belief systems? Well, focus on first what you want. You know, ask yourself, what do I want? And then say, well, if I already had it, how would I feel and how would I think? It's sort of like doing a character study of your ideal self you know, like a future version of yourself that has all the things you want in your life and doing a character study and then being an impersonator. And then when things come up that interfere with your ability to, to be that person, you know, dealing with them as they come up rather than just searching wildly for beliefs because then it, it focuses you. So if something comes up, you're like feeling badly, you're like, okay, I know there's a limiting belief here. I can sniff it out, you know, I can sleuth it. And using the tools, getting good at using like the EFT tool or the deductive tool that I explained earlier. So get, getting in the mindset of I will get what I want and I'm in a process 
and I am in charge, and I am releasing limiting beliefs. Just knowing that strengthens you. And just saying at any given point, you may feel like you don't have the ability, you know, but just remembering that you are on a journey that you're the observer of it. It's it's very different from, um, you know, feeling like a victim, feeling hopeless. You can say, well, temporarily I feel hopeless, but I know that I'm going to transcend this. It's more of a sporting attitude that you can adopt, and that makes a big difference. What I do is I, I tell people, well, you may not believe in all of this, but treat it like an experiment. Sign an agreement with yourself for 30 days. I have a manifesto <laughs> that people mm-hmm. sign, you know, with themselves to, to move forward, and it reminds you to stay on course, to bring yourself back on course. Here's, here's a good analogy, right? It's been said that an airplane is off course 95% of the time. It's constantly correcting its course, and you can do that too with your beliefs. You're you're just going through it. You know, you're you're constantly improving and catching mm-hmm. things and getting to deeper layers of it. It doesn't have to be a drag, you know, it can be like a fun challenge for you. You know, like a game you're playing. It's all your attitude. Well, let me ask you a difficult question because sometimes um having worked with a lot of people who uh claim to be able to manifest people's dreams, sometimes people come in and their dreams just aren't realistic. You know, I'm 60 years old, I'm white, and I've got about a six-inch vertical jump. And say I have the dream to be a professional basketball player. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, how how would you... Uh, redirect me to something that's mm-hmm. that a little bit more uh, obtainable? That's a great question. Well, here's what we do. There, there's this, the idea of form versus essence. So when we say, you know, what do you want and why do you want it, that why question informs you to the essence. And the form is, you know, <laughs> being a, a star basketball player or whatever, um, the essence is like, what is the feeling you hope to derive from that? What, what's the payoff? You know, what are you hoping to achieve in, from a feeling state? And focus on that and then let the universe decide on the form or let your higher self, your higher mind, choose the form. It's the same with relationships. People get too involved in form and then they end up being single and they think they're too picky and they're not too picky at all. It's just that they're focusing on forms rather than essence. And the essence is, you know, how would you feel in the relationship with the person? You know, what, what are the different characteristics that make you feel a certain way? And don't worry about the form. Be pleasantly surprised. So obviously the person who wants to be, you know, a, a basketball star, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think in a way anything's possible, but you'd have to shed all kinds of beliefs to transform your body. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> unlikely. You know, it's, it, it's possible, but not so likely. <laughs> right. And, and the thing is, is that I, I'd be the first one to say, you know, I support anybody's dreams, but I just, I just mm-hmm. know that some people put you know, their emphasis on being somebody that they're not. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, rather than focus on, well, what am I good at or what do I enjoy doing or why, and as you say, why do you want to be a, a, a 
professional basketball player because there's you know there are downsides to that as well. Mm-hmm. It's a in my, it's not a very long career for most of them, and and uh, most of them get into trouble. So it's like the and I hate to be stereotyping, but it's um, you know the thing is maybe that's not what I really want. I, that what I want right. is recognition. You know, right? Exactly, and, and so, that's so, what the essence is. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, what do you do? You still have any woo woo <laughs> that, <laughs> that you want to share with people? <laughs> do I have any woo woo? Um, <laughs> Everything is woo-woo. I guess it's so integrated now. Well, uh, here's another thing I wanted to tell people about. I have a, an e-course. It's called the Belief Elevator. And this, it's a matter of getting real with yourself because sometimes we do sugarcoat things. We do put a smiley face. Oh, yeah, I'm doing fine when you're not doing fine, you know. So yeah. it's, a, it's a program that brings you in face-to-face with your actual beliefs and steps you through it and brings you up to a more stable level of belief for your manifesting, because belief is sort of your level of expectation, your emotional state. They're all the same. So check that out if your manifestations are playing hard to get. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, well, we're we're coming up to the end of the show, and I wanted to make sure that you had a chance to uh, inform people of any programs or... Uh, sessions. How, if somebody wanted to have a session with you, how would they go about contacting you? Uh, go to my website. There's a lot of information, and there's an intake form. It explains what to expect in a session, and the kind of clarity and empowerment that you can expect. And it's debbieann.com. D e b b i a n n e. Okay. And like I said, I have a free gift for you there. It's the Manifesting for Simpletons book. It's really fun. Perfect. Okay, here's the last question. That I, Here's your chance to make a lasting impression, if you haven't already. And that is, what is the one thing that you wish more people knew? You can have anything you desire, except no limitations. <laughs> Give yourself permission to have fun and have more. Think bigger. It's really true. It's not just a platitude. You can have it. Can you share any success stories? Absolutely. <laughs> I've, I've helped a lot of uh, women meet their men, which is really exciting and satisfying. Um, I just want to share a story that involves humor, though, because that's the theme of the show. One client, she had a marriage that ended because he was disloyal, and she shifted from feeling victimized into a powerful place using humor because he was actually um, frequenting hookers. And she found that very humorous when she lifted her vibration. So <laughs> you, can, you can laugh at anything, anything that happens to you, and turn it into um, a new chapter in your life when you take control and you, and you can just laugh at it. Well, that's great advice. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Debbie Ann. And, uh, you know, I would certainly recommend everybody go to her website and check it out, Debbie www.debbieann.com and definitely read her book because she is a very funny lady. And this is Get Real Radio with your host James Robinson and our guest Debbie Ann DeRose. So we'll be back next week. Thank you, Debbie Ann. Thanks, James. 
you again for tuning in to Get Real Radio with James Robinson. Please join us again next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This week, open up your heart and look inside your spiritual self. 